What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Academics on Amigos. I'm your host, Anthony Ramirez. And today, we're doing something a little different today in this episode. Um, this is a first for me because I've never done an episode like this where I have two guests on at once. But I couldn't pass up on this opportunity to interview these two uh, friends of mine. They're, they're friends of mine from college. And, and what's interesting about all of us is that we, we originally all went for a fine arts degree. And yet we all went and took like, these different trajectories and, and paths in life. But we're all, do, I, I like to think we're all doing very well, you know. So um, let, me, let me introduce you to uh, Ivan Ortega. He's an art teacher and a coach and was recently named Teacher of the Year for his school and uh, also a nominee for Teacher of the Year for his district. So um, a shout out to Ivan for that. And we'll also have Michael Cortez, who's an entrepreneur and founder of the Digital Empire Marketing Group. And um, both are doing really awesome things and they're badasses in their own right. So I just want to give a shout out to both of them. So how's it going, guys? How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Thanks for having us on the show. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of your podcasts and really like what you're doing and uh, just happy to be a part of your, your growth here on your podcast. Yeah, I'm actually really happy to be here, Anthony, because I, I started a podcast on my own right before, I guess, the whole pandemic kind of happened. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love being on podcasts. I love talking, but it's good to see you because we honestly haven't spoken since college, which has been, what, eight years, maybe? Dude, it's maybe been somewhere yeah, around yeah, there. It's, it's been so a it's going to be good to, to catch up and, and uh, hear everyone's stories. Yeah, it's uh, this is another reason why I kind of started this project too, like as a way to catch up with friends and and uh, people I met along the way that are, that are I haven't talked to in a long time. I think this is a cool reason uh, to start up a podcast too, to reconnect with people and everything. Mm. So that's one of the cool aspects of it. Um, so so as I mentioned in the introduction, I th- what I think is so interesting about the three of us is um, that we all went to call. We all went to UTEP to the University of Texas at El Paso. Um, we all went there to get fine arts degrees. We, were, we all went uh, to do something with graphic design and, and art. And I think both of you have done that in, in your own respective fields and stuff because Ivan, you're an art teacher. And then Mike, you're doing stuff with websites and, and, and uh, design and, and things like that too and within the marketing, digital marketing realm. Um, but mm-hmm. I still think that we all took a different path and trajectory than what maybe we originally intended to. So my question to you both is, is like, how do you, how did you get from, um, the point where you are, how did you get from point A, like at, at the university level, getting a fine arts degree to where you are now? And what are some of the obstacles that you might have encountered or faced, um, in order to get to where you are now? Want to take it, Evan? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> for me. Uh, I think it really was a really big trial and error, you know, I mean, I think I even think back to like my first week at UTEP mm-hmm. and I was a business major and I fell asleep in the um, the first week, you know, like you're there, they're giving you the pitch. Okay, these are the classes you're going to do. And I was seriously passed out. There was even a picture of me like asleep in the business like auditorium with all these people in there and I'm just like just crashed out like I I wasn't feeling it at all man so you know that day I was just like they were gonna make my schedule and I said you know what I I don't this is for me I don't think this is gonna be what I'm gonna do so at that time I thought hey well you know I was still really big and I still am really into big into video games I want to design video games well UTEP didn't have anything to design video games man the closest thing we could get to that was graphic design right Mm -hmm. So, you know, I jumped into graphic design. And at that time, when I first started, it was like the new and growing thing. And artists were starting to take their 
their art from, uh, you know, just a regular 2D, 3D thing and putting it into computers. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I was like, well, let's go give that a shot. So I, you know, go through the process, you know, met a lot of uh, pretty cool people along the way. We did the five years. I get out in the five years and I'm working at Sam's still and Sam's is paying me more than what most graphic design jobs are going to offer me. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially locally. I mean, it was like less than minimum wage. Some of the projects, man, you're going to, you know, get paid hourly. And then some of them weren't even going to be hourly. It was just project based, you know, and I had no benefits, no um, other alternatives. So really I was like, well, do I really quit Sam's where I'm making $4 more than what I was going to make as a graphic designer? Or do I take a, take a gamble at this and just give it a shot? You know, for me, it just wasn't worth the squeeze. I didn't see that you know, jumping into these growing uh, marketing companies at that time were enough. They weren't convincing me enough to stick with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I stuck it out with Sam's longer. And then Sam's like, you know, at some point too, it's like, I'm still, I'm uh, two years after graduating college and I'm still working mounting tires at Sam's, you know, and that's still, you know, a kick in the teeth, you know, it's like, well, really? I went to college to stay working at the place I was working at before college, you know? And, um, and then I took a gamble, man. I said, all right, well, let's go to a, let's go to a bigger city. Let's go try something different. You know, maybe this is my way out of Sam's. So I took off to Dallas. Absolutely hated it. I mean, Dallas, Dallas lifestyle was just not my cup of tea at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was exactly what I needed to get out of Sam's, man, because I, I got a job at the university and it was actually a first paying gig for graphic design. And I was doing like multiple jobs, right? I'm doing uh, data entry. I'm doing some graphic design uh, jobs uh, for the professor that I was working with, which was a doctor. And she's mm-hmm. studying like the young brain years, right? So she's working with middle school kids. So I'm doing, you know, like the fun stuff, illustrating cover- covers for her, uh, redesigning her applications for teachers uh, in the middle school. And then I get sent to go run their tests because I'm doing the data entry. And I walked into this class, man, and there was a kid that was just like one of those tough kids that was just like, you know, she's straight up dropping F-bombs and cussing out the teacher. And we're just walking, we're just there to just give a test, man. That's all I'm there for. And this kid is, is like, you know, not having it. And then, so I just, you know, the teacher is frustrated, steps out and goes to get the principal, right? And leaves me in the classroom by myself with the kids. So I'm like there and I'm looking at this kid and she's looking at me and I just said, hey, you know, have you ever, uh, why do you feel like you, you can't take this test? You know, it's only going to take like 20 minutes. It's really not going to be that bad. You know, it can't be that bad. And she's like, who are you anyway? You know? And I'm just like, well, I'm the guy giving you the test, man. Like, I'm just, you know, I come from the university, you know, I'm here. And she's like, why y'all dressed up for it? And I'm like, well, I'm dressed up because this is what it's, you know, I'm supposed to do. Like professionally, this is where I, I come in and I need to look professional. And she's like, well, you look like you got a lot of money. And I was like, man, kid, I wish I had a lot of money. You know, like I'm, I'm taking all these gambles right now. And little does this kid know, like I'm going through the hardest time of my life, you know. And just because I got a suit and, you know, like a button-up shirt and a tie on, this kid thinks yeah. I'm loaded, you know. And I'm in a, you know, a lower-income school. And then uh, I said, no, well, you know, I'm not, you know, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to just give you a test. And, like, we're going to test out your, your cognitive ability to see how smart you are. And uh, what do you think about that? You know, like, I mean, it's not going to take a lot out of you. It's not going to cost you anything. And I was like, and I got some free stuff to give you. So there I had like a little stress brain thing and the pencil. And, you know, I tell, I'll give you all this stuff. You just take that test for me, you know, just start giving your teacher a hard time today. And let's, let's see how it goes. And the kid says, all right, I guess I'll do it. You know, <laughs> and she just throwing, like throwing an extra brain in there <laughs> every day. And she's like, all right, I guess I'll do it. I'm like, okay, cool. So, 
I just like, whatever. I start doing the test mm-hmm. and the teacher comes back in and she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, I'm giving him the test, man. That's why I'm here. And then she's just like, that kid, I can't get her to do finish an assignment, but she's right here taking your test. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I just asked her nicely. Hey, take my test for me. You know, mm-hmm. like I wasn't trying to be a jerk about it. And I'm not trying to like tell her what to do. I'm just asking her like as a person, like, Hey man, yeah. you know, as a kid, I remember hating when people would talk to me like that, you know? So I get, you know, this worked out, it worked out. And, and it was like that moment, dude, I just thought, you know, I might not be bad at this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. That day, my, my, uh, what do you call it? My team leader, she's talking to me and she's like, you know, you might actually not make a bad teacher. You should consider that. You know I mean? I'm not telling you to get out of like, we like having you here on the team, but you know, not many people can connect with a kid or just be able to make those kinds of, uh, connections to to get them to just to do something simple like a simple task you know mind you this is a very difficult area to be testing kids you know they're going with all kinds of stuff in their personal lives that they they could give two cares about like what school has to offer you know yeah yeah the last thing on their mind so it was this you know great experience uh it was that moment i said you know i want to teach man that's what i want to do and I, i got into the texas teachers program and it was like an alternative thing decided Dallas isn't working out. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to take whatever job I can get and I'm going to start the alternative teaching certification. And then, I mean, I, I seriously, I went back to mounting tires again. Like, you know, like one of the greatest things I think was Earl Thomas. He says, you know, one of the worst things that can happen to you is making it out of, of a hole you're in. And the worst thing is, is ending back in that hole. Right. So, I mean, easily coming back to that was something they probably could have just taking me out. Like it was, it was tough. You know, I moved back in with my parents. I'm working back in the tires. I went to living in this big city. I had my own apartment, you know, all that stuff was going on good for me. And I decided to take a step back and fall back in a hole and then take a gamble on this Texas teacher's thing, you know, finish the alternative certification, start, you know, uh, applying. I got like, I applied to like eight schools, man. Nobody was taking a shot at me. Nobody was giving me a shot. Finally, Socorro Middle decides, hey, man, we like what, you, what you're bringing. Uh, we're, we're going to give you an opportunity. I get an opportunity there. And I felt like I connected with the kids almost instantly, man. It was just like I grew up, you know, we grew up, Anthony, uh, down the street from Socorro, you know, just the other side of Alameda, you know. Yeah. Like that's, that's where we were at, you know. So in a sense, it was, it was really cool, man, because I got to see other kids growing up in a similar you know, situation that I was, you know, like, you know, parents and food stamps, you know, you, you got like, you know, you're maybe both parents are always working and you got to, you know, tough it out, dude. I mean, you, you grow tough skin at a young age when you're brought up like that, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't have a lot of the privilege, you know, not that it's bad that some people have, you know, better opportunities or that they don't have to grow up in that kind of like setting where, Hey man, you know what? We're not eating beef this week. We're just eating frijoles and rice. You know what I mean? Like that. So it, it, it felt really good to like be somewhere where I'm starting back to that point, you know, and then I'm, I'm also, you know, with these kids that go through the same growing pains I did, you know, like, Hey man, I was an overweight kid. You know, I, I, I had a lot of stuff going on for me. Nobody ever thought that I'd end up teaching, you know, here I am now third year teacher of the year. Like, I mean, I, I'm not bad at it, I guess, you know, like, and, and I was, I had a lot of doubt, you know, I was like, well, am I going to really be able to do this? Um, I remember Bauer telling us all the time, like it's a good, and you know what's funny is I remember Bauer saying, Hey, 
you know, it's a good thing you're not going to be a teacher kid because you're one, you're one, uh, you know, I had a lot of frustration when printmaking wasn't going my way, man. I would, I would freak out, man. I would just like, oh man, you know, and I remember him like me, it's a great thing you're going to go work, you know, in the graphic design world because, you know, teaching, man, that might not be your thing. And then, lo and behold, (laughs) that was like the best thing for me. You know, like I, I, I probably could not, deal with adults on a day-to-day basis the way I can deal with kids mm-hmm. you know yeah. like I, I and a lot of people are like man I, I applaud you and I'm like I'll hang all day with these kids man I love doing it it's it's the adult world that I feel less likely or you know less want I I don't want to part I don't want to be a part of it you know I just like you know at least it for me my job for me feels like it's a it's a dream man I just go I get to work with these young people that are developing they're developing their own opinions their personalities all this stuff is going on in their personal lives and i get to be that little outlet for an hour and a half or 45 minutes that just calms them down and realizes, hey man everybody's just doing the best they can everything's gonna be all right you're gonna make it in this world and don't let anybody else ever tell you you can't you know and if anybody can can do that or say that it's like i was in your shoes at one time I probably, you know, I took myself and I'm like, and I put my own self in a hole and I pulled myself out of it, man. If I could do that, anybody can do it, man. Mm-hmm. I just, I like to, to feed them that. I'm not just their art teacher, but I'm also somebody that just encourages them. Whatever it is, don't let people tell you you can't do nothing. And even if it ends up not being what you thought it was going to be, your life can still be good, man. Definitely. Your life can yeah. still be, you know, you can still succeed in life, you know, so... Hey, we would have all liked to have been pro NFL football players, but it wasn't in the cards for us, right? But we still made our own, dude. Look at us now. Yeah. We're all doing our own thing. When you make your way in life, and that's mm-hmm. what you know. So uh, that's, that's, that's a good that's point. That's how man. I feel about it, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, uh, I've known Ivan for shit probably about, what did we figure out last time, Ivan? I think it was 10 plus years now. Because we yeah. started uh, college. I started college around 2008. Yeah. So 12 years, about 12 years that I've known Ivan. And uh, it's funny, man, because I, you know, I saw Ivan go through this kind mm-hmm. of journey of his and a lot of frustration, especially with having a degree and not finding a, a job that fit that degree, because I was kind of in the same boat. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't happy with the jobs I was finding with the degree. So it was like the same frustration for different uh, in different circumstances. But it's it's cool, man, because I see I see what Ivan's doing now and it just feels right. You know what I mean? Like from yeah, what definitely. I see, like I see Ivan's like Snapchats. He's like, you know, kind of having fun with the kids. He talks to them like they're like at the same level as him, yeah. which is I think what the kids really want because exactly. they're tired of getting talked down to, you know? And I think for Ivan, because I know him so well, I know how frustrated he gets with people. So I <laughs> <Yeah>. think <laughs> so I think what it is that just from my perspective that fits so well with him being a teacher is he he almost gives kids a pass because they're, they're kids, you know, like mm-hmm. they don't know any yeah. better. Like yeah. they're they're born into this world, whether they like it or not. And under the circumstances that they can't choose. So if they're, you know, forgive my French, but if they're like shit bags, it's not necessarily their fault. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's a good fit for, for Ivan to be, you know, like in this, in this realm, it's definitely working out for him. But one thing that I told him when he was getting into the teaching realm was, dude, you've got a superpower, man. You're the only mm. art teacher, probably in El Paso that loves sports. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, enough to want to coach basketball teams and football teams and like what other art like as it is it's probably hard to find like an art school teacher that isn't just into art you know right I mean? like yeah be, it's true very true to be that diverse is a very hard combo to find um 
think graphic design on top of that was like, I'm sure he could get some extra gigs helping out the school with, you know, whatever promos and stuff. So, I mean, it's, you'd be surprised how just building skill sets over life um, makes you way more valuable because it's hard to replace you when you have such diversity of skill sets, you know? I agree 1000% with you, Michael, like straight up, Mm -hmm. bro. Um, That like, yeah, like I've known Ivan since what we've known each other since first grade. And uh, it's (laughs) our, like the way that our, our paths have met throughout the whole years have been interesting. Like, like in first grade, we were, we, we became like close friends instantly. And then, and then, and then you went to another school and we're bouncing around school to school too. But yeah, like our parents and we would meet up every once in a while too. Like we would exchange phone numbers and still try to meet up and stuff. And then for our longest time, we like, we, uh, we like, uh, didn't, didn't know where each other was and everything like that. And it just kind of, we just kind of disappeared from each other's lives. And then all of a sudden we're taking this art class together at UTEP. And then, and then I'm, I have my giant T-shirt on, right? And and he comes up to me and tells me, "Hey, did you go to Clardy Elementary?" I'm all like, "Yeah, why?" And he goes, "Dude, it's me, it's Ivan." I'm all like, "Oh snap, what's up?" You know, <laughs> we just like rekindle and stuff. He's all like, "Dude, it's so good to see you, but why are you wearing that ugly ass T-shirt on the giant?" <laughs> uh, um, so I remember that and. Uh, and I, I was just, it was cool. And since then we've, we've been in touch and, you know, I'm, I'm I, like, I like, like you mentioned with Ivan, I just seen that trajectory, bro. I've seen that trajectory with you, those, those ups and downs, those obstacles that you personally have gone through, but I have never seen you happier than you are now. Like you, you're, you're, you're successful. You're happy. You're, you're recently engaged too, bro. Congratulations yeah. on that. Dude. <laughs> Congrats. So um, that's, that's super dope, dude. But I've never seen you happier than you are now. Thank you. And that's awesome. That's what it's all about. I think it was uh, like uh, Bauer, you know, my favorite. I think my thing, again, goes back to Bauer. And I still have yet to meet up with a guy. I've been wanting to meet up with him. You have to, man. You have to. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I remember him saying, you know, sometimes life can be a little bit too much like a three musketeer, you know? Mm. And there's not really much to that. And then you have a Snickers and you're like, whoa, this, it could be this good. (laughs) Like, your coffee could be this good. It's like, yeah, it could be a lot better. He ripped me up in a, in a critique saying, he's all, right now, I feel, looking at your stuff, I feel like I'm eating a Three Musketeer, you know? Like, <laughs> but it <laughs> could be a snicker. Like, super harsh, but he was really kind about it, you know? Like, he just yeah. didn't uh, you know? But have you uh, used that one like, like, my life, my life is, like, I'm enjoying a Snickers right now, man. I'm really, like, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Man. every day I love my job. I'm very blessed. You know, I have a, a great lady that, that is also an art teacher, and she's very... Uh, supported and i mean she just understands me and gets me you know i mean i've always been a firecracker kind of a guy and it's like she was just the perfect the yin to my yang you know like and and just everything it's it's just it just paved its way man every every trial and tribulation every person that said i wasn't gonna make it everybody that 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 uh you know came in and out of my life i mean i'm i'm just thankful all around man really and uh i'm even more blessed to still have guys like you around and still keep in good contact with you know i meet people and sometimes they have like one or two friends and and i i have the hardest time you know trying to process that because i feel like man like you know i i really do have a a great life i i know people in in a lot of different realms and it's like mike said right now is because we're so diverse you know and like that you you all the life lessons that came around all of the little things that you think aren't in a matter end up leading up to something and now you like you know a guy that does uh that sells houses you know a guy that sells cars you know 
a guy that's got a, a his digital empire building. You know, I got another friend here working his PhD. You know, I got friends that are in culinary arts. You know, it, it's crazy that, you know, all of these realms and all these people I've met throughout my life and I'm still blessed to be connected with all of you guys, you know, like that, that for me is the biggest win every day. You know? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Mike, let's hear about your story, bro. Man, where do I start? You? Um, I guess we can, it all start when I was a kid, right? A little chubby kid. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that, so, that's the beginning for all of us, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's like all of our, all of our beginnings, right? Started as a chubby kid. Uh, so no, I mean, I guess the, the best place to start for me would be in college when, when I met you guys, um, because all of us got into this field or, um, degree without fully understanding what we were in for. You know what I mean? Like I got persuaded into the fine arts degree because of the professors that were there that saw, uh, the opportunity to learn multiple medias. And then from there you can be more diverse and have more skill sets and, you know, there really was value to that. And it's very few people can say they, you know, had the uh, opportunity to learn ceramics and painting and sculpture and um, printmaking and, you know, a little bit of everything to where I want to get back eventually and get back into like ceramics because I really loved it. You know, it was something that was just very therapeutic for me. Um, but what I didn't expect was the direction that I took right around the end of, of graduating. So I was always a big tech kid. So I was really into anything internet. Like my dad was a computer programmer. He um, brought the first computer to the house when I was like five years old. Windows 95 just came out, which means Internet Explorer just came out around that time. So, you know, I was the first generation, all of us were, to basically have a taste of the internet, right? Mm -hmm. And we were exposed to way more information than our parents could ever um, have dreamed of as far as, you know, um, absorbing so I was always an avid internet lover where I didn't know where this internet thing was going to go, but I just wanted to be involved with it one way or another. And when I was picking up these design skills and kind of like learning how to like use my hands and creativity and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I saw the opportunity of being the graphic designer that could also be a web designer. And um, it's, it's kind of interesting because uh, towards the beginning of like that college, those college years, one of my first professors, uh, Wong, he, he basically he basically told me and put put me aside saying like you know what you have really good ideas and mm -hmm. you're you're always coming up with great concepts and everything he's like you would be a great graphic designer uh, i'm sorry you'd be you you'll be a great art director not a great graphic designer mm -hmm. and he just kind of walks away and i'm like well i'm going to school for graphic design what do, what do i do with that you know what i mean like that that's not going to help me that's actually more discouraging for me to keep pursuing this degree because don't I have to be a graphic designer to be an art director? And there was like all this like dilemma in my head about all, over that, all that stuff. But I started to get into web design because I felt like, okay, I'm very tech savvy. I looked at everyone around me as far as my peers go. And I saw that they were somewhat savvy, but I was also being very competitive where it's like, okay, we're all going to graduate at the same time. We're all going to apply to the same jobs. So I need an edge. I need something to put me ahead of the curve of everyone, including the years before us that were you know, just as talented, if not more talented than, than our classes were. So towards the end, I started getting awards like best of show and like best web design and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, like I can do this, you know, like I, I can be a web designer. And I uh, spoke to one of the professors, I won't say which one, and uh, kind of asked for his blessing. And he was the younger of the professors. So I was thinking maybe if anyone's going to give me some 
uh, validation it's going to be this guy because I know that the others wouldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to sit down with them and I was just being very honest. I told them what I told you guys. I need an edge. I need something to give me more um, push mm-hmm. to, to give me a job as soon as I get out of here. And, and uh, I told him I want to be a web designer and graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And he tells me, well, you know what? If I were you, I would either be a graphic designer or be a web designer. You can't be both. And that kind of broke my heart, right? Because I was like, well, I don't think this guy's right, but I've always trusted his word. So it was like a weird dilemma that I went through where it's like, okay, go against my professor's word that I highly trust. And I, I feel like he knows more than I do in certain aspects, but I don't think he's right on this one. And I went against that, that advice of his, and um, <clears throat> that led me to a job with uh, Fuzzy Red Panda, mm-hmm. which was a firm that worked for NFL teams, NHL, NCAA uh, PGA tour. I mean, I was working on graphics for the Bruins, for uh, Texas A&M, for Oregon Ducks, Oregon State. I mean, teams, Raiders, you know, like I, I never would have thought in a million years I'd be working for these large organizations, especially still being in El Paso. So it kind of gave me some confidence. And, you know, my my uh, bosses at the time, they, they even let me know, like, you know what, the only reason we hired you is because you had so many skill sets. Like we didn't just need a graphic designer. We needed a web designer. We needed someone that could write, that could do this, we could do that. But the thing is, is like Ivan said earlier, is I was only getting paid like I was minimum wage, man. Like uh-huh. I, I look to my friends, even like Ivan and them and Sam's, and I'm like, damn, you're like, they're making like $5 more than I am. And I have a college degree, you know? Uh-huh. And like they did too, but they were working at a place that I didn't need a college degree at. And that that kind of like hurt a little bit to like, you know, it kind of made you made me, question my career path and my choices because it's like I don't want to be fighting in a world for scraps and this was also around the time that uh, freelancer.com came out which was now now it's Upwork which a lot of people know as you know the way to get cheap labor basically around the world for graphic design and animations and all that stuff and I saw where things were going because I was such an internet nerd that I saw where the tides were turning specifically in graphic design. And I understood early on, thank God, that I needed to keep adapting or else I was going to sink. So with that being said, I was trying to push this agency that I was working for to adapt with the times because at the time, Snapchat just came out. Filters were becoming a big thing. Um, Instagram was starting to pick up a lot of steam right before Facebook bought them. And I was trying to convince these guys, like, look, social media is where everything is going to happen. Like we need to focus on social media as a tool for everybody, not just these organizations we're working for. And we just didn't see eye to eye. So I decided to make an adjustment and I basically left the agency to be a freelancer, started doing web design gigs and learning business as I was doing so. And I I liked the freedom, you know, I enjoyed that that aspect of all of it. It was very frustrating. I'm not going to lie. I was driving for Uber for about two years after that just to make ends meet or at least pay whatever bills I had. And uh, I was given an opportunity with the dude that I picked up at a, at like coconuts or something. And, you know, they're kind of like plastered. It was after a day of golfing and this whole thing, they found out that I was involved in a lot of stuff that I do with web design and et cetera, et cetera. I read a lot of books at the time and he gave me an opportunity to work with them. So this was something that took me completely off path. Like I wasn't a graphic designer anymore. I was working for a startup. And with these guys, they ended up becoming my business mentors and they ended up helping me with understanding 
how to grow a business, how to sell, how to do marketing, how to do all these things I just never would have learned otherwise, unless it was on my own, which would have taken more time, more resources. I probably would have given up in the process. And uh, so they helped me speed up that process. And they would give me some freedom to do things like build e-commerce sites for them and build um, web, website uh, marketing campaigns and retargeting. So, and I started to learn all these new tools in digital marketing mm-hmm. where I got super excited about it because I was like, oh shit, I got a graphic design degree. So I understand what looks good, how to make it work. And then I have this web design background that I like, you know, as far as the technical side of things, both of those things are extremely crucial to be a digital marketer. So for me, it was like an easy transition. And from there, I mean, I just kind of took off into this digital marketing realm where I started to see uh, now everyone's basically a digital marketer, kind of like how everyone's a graphic, you know what I mean? Everyone's a graphic designer. If you have Canva, if you have Photoshop at the time was the Mm -hmm. thing you would say. Um, It's just so ridiculously easy to do these simple designs that used to cost a lot of money that I started to see the opportunity of, okay, well, I need a, shed my skin and then evolve into the next one, right? Still keep these skill sets because I need to have those in order to um, kind of get the everything rolling and keep it on, on point. But what's interesting and what's really fascinating about where I am now, because I've moved to Phoenix after this journey of digital marketing, building my business, going through some ups and downs with the business partner and just kind of uh, a lot of drama and shit that I did not expect, but mm-hmm. part of business. Yeah where I am now in Phoenix. And it's kind of funny because now I've completely gone away from doing any physical labor. I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a, a digital marketer or anything. I'm, I'm actually an art director now, which is yeah. kind of funny, right? Oh. Going back to what Wong said, yeah, because yeah. I'm the person that coordinates, <laughs> that coordinates everything. You know what I mean? So I understand every single aspect of what is needed. So I can direct the graphic designer how to be a little bit faster, a little bit smarter. Um, how to speed up the process so we can get things done as a whole. Mm-hmm. And he's learning things through on Photoshop that he never knew because of me. And I just learned the hard way and uh, things with the web designer. I'm helping him kind of speed things up, um, looking out for little details and this and that. Um, and so I'm starting to see my skill set, which is I was never meant to be a performer, which is really ironic because mm-hmm. Long was right all along. I was never meant to be a performer. I'm more of a producer. Mm-hmm. So that's the direction now that I, my trajectory that I'm, that I'm off to. And uh, yeah, it brought me here to Phoenix. So awesome. that's, that's where we're at now. That's awesome. Um, and what's interesting is that through, throughout what you were saying, Mike, it, it kind of was leading, like you're, it's a perfect segue to the next question I was about to ask too. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll even start with you. It's like the thing with social media and even education, I feel like they're always adapting and changing too. So I'm, I'm curious, like, and, and speaking for myself too, like I'm always have to do, uh, I'm always having to do research on the different subject matters that I'm, I'm studying and, and writing about and even teaching about. And so I'm curious, like for you both, like what are some uh, preparations that you all take either for uh, your, your teaching and your classes or your clients? And, and how often do you have to like keep up with the latest trends and uh, either within education or media marketing, social media marketing? Oh, uh, man. So social media is a world that's always evolving, man. It's never going to stop changing, especially as politics start to get involved more now mm-hmm. with uh, with Trump, with Zuckerberg being under the fire a lot more. Um, they just keep changing things on a daily basis that I can't really give you any 
solid advice as far as this is the tactic that's going to save your life. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's doing stuff like this that you're doing right now, podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, do things that will help individuals understand who you are inside and out. That's mm-hmm. the best way I can ex- I can help. There's something called the True 1000 Fans by Kevin Kelly, which is a blog article that came out like 13 years ago or something. And he basically said, in order to survive as a business owner, entrepreneur, artist, musician, whatever, if you're if you're trying to be independent and survive, you need a thousand fans that are that will do anything and everything for you. Mm-hmm. So because for whatever reason they resonate with you inside and out, whether it's your music, your personality, your mission, um, if you just find a thousand people that fit you to the core, then from there you can at least make a living to start off. Where let's just say all of them are paying ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That's 10 grand a month coming in. You know what I mean? From from all of them coming in. So now all you do is expand from a thousand followers and start finding new followers. But in order to do that, you need to show, you need to put yourself out there. You need to put your personality out there, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on uh, podcasting, on TikTok, on whatever, and find ways of communicating with those individuals that resonate with you so much that they can't, uh, ignore you. Like you have to be so good they can't ignore you. Is basically the mm-hmm. term. Hmm, interesting. Awesome. Uh, for me, man, it's definitely right now is probably the perfect time to learn how to do this better because, right, now, right? Like, I mean, this whole Corona thing has got teachers going crazy, man. Like, I mean, it it is attendance is crazy. Mm. Uh, the expectations are up there just as much as they are like when you're physically there as when we're not physically there and just i mean you know my i tip my hat off to core teachers right now because it is it's a very tough time for core teachers to be able to get students engaged and to actually focus the same as physically not sitting in a classroom where you're like okay i'm in my science classroom and now i'm in my english classroom these kids are like in the same spot all day mm-hmm. long in their homes, right? Mm-hmm. And like even me as an adult, like I have my TV, my PS4, uh, uh, you know, I have a guitar there. There's so many things that what I need to do, mm-hmm. but I have to have that mental like toughness to just like, okay, no, I need to focus. And it's it's not like I even think back to like college and they we have an exam and like, okay. Where do you go to go study for your exam? You get to go to the library. You know what I mean? You're going to go sit there for a few hours and study. You don't, you, you can't do that right now. You know, everything yeah. is strictly from the same spot. So for me, I mean, I'm trying to get as creative or as clever as I can with, you know, I'm doing live tutorials with the, with the kids I and mean, I'm not doing like pre-recorded deal because mm-hmm. I feel like the kids aren't going to feel that it's real. You know, mm-hmm. you do just like a recording or you give them a link to watch a video. It's like, you know, they, they really probably don't don't want to do that as much, you know, and that's not how life really happens. You know, everybody learns different. Everybody has to undergo these different um, circumstances, you know, like you have that one kid, too. It's got like a Internet lag about 10 seconds more than the other kid. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be in a better spot. You know, like you have a lot of possible scenarios. That it's just we're constantly adapting every day right now. And uh, I've been, you know, it's trying to keep things simple, but. Also being able to prove that the kids are growing, you know, they're, they're still able to do it, walk through an artwork with me and then they create their own artwork in their own way. And they're able to produce something 
and we're saving pictures on folders, you know, like before it's like, oh, everybody's got to have a portfolio. You got to nicely cut the stuff and then you put it. Now it's like, basically, that's pretty much, you could probably say that that might not be a thing anymore at all. You know, mm -hmm. everything is going to be a digital portfolio now. So I'm teaching the kids, mm -hmm. hey, you got to take pictures of your stuff. You got to be able to put that in a folder and you're going to keep track of all your stuff throughout the year. And we're going to look from point A to point B which is way better than, than it was really to begin with because chances are carry if I did it at the beginning of the year with the kids, they're not going to have it at the end of the year, man. They're going to lock it, they dog ate it, they threw it away. You know, yeah. there's all kinds of things, you know? Yeah. This way, we're not losing anything anymore, you know? Like, it's 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 not a bad... I don't see it as... A, it's, it's, it's difficult, yeah, but it's not a bad thing, you know, right now. Actually, yeah. there's probably a lot of wins that I don't think teachers are really seeing that we're getting from kids mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. that, that are benefiting them like i mean imagine if we had experienced this kind of thing when we were kids how much further along we probably would be technology wise mm -hmm. yeah now, you know like they're doing stuff we were doing in college man right? it's you true know? it's true no, it's 100 saving stuff to a folder having you know an online expectation a syllabus kind of thing this is what we're going to do and you're going to have this done by this date you know? Yeah, uh, when when we graduated, that was when Blackboard just kind of started. All right, yeah, and, and now everything on the university, I'm sure Anthony can give us more insight on that. Like from what I've seen, everything is basically purely like Blackboard stuff. Yeah, right? we switched from this program because we were using Blackboard still here at um, at uh, A and M, and now we're using this new program called Canvas or Canva. Okay, and uh, it's similar, but it's the layout is so much user friendly um and and it integrates zoom google drive it intersects all these different uh platforms into one uh you know that's larger hub. hub yeah yeah one one hub you know and i think that's the one interesting thing about like the way um education truly is like intersecting with this digital realm you know mm -hmm. so it's like all our interests literally are coming into one thing now you know and um you know like ivan was mentioning and that it's crazy to think that now, like, students in middle school and in high school are learning all the stuff that we learned in college, like, straight up. Like, learning how to build websites, learning podcasts, learning how to do these new things with technology now that at that at the time when we were coming to school, it was, like, the the new great thing. Like, I remember in high school when, like, iPhones came out, only the, the, the rich kids had them, you know? And so now, like, everyone has an iPhone and tablets and all this other stuff. And it's just crazy, like, how technology has really changed the landscape of everything that we do. Yeah. In just one generation, dude. Exactly. Like, like I said, Joe, uh, we were the first generation to get involved in this new world. But we were also the first generation, to, or the only generation, to see the transition of it, mm -hmm. like, day to day, right? Maybe Definitely. Gen X is kind of in there where they're, like, in their, probably in their 40s now. Um, but I mean, we're in a weird limbo where we understand very deeply what the internet is, but also we're not going to have to ask our, our friend to help us out with, Hey, how do I save something to a folder? How do I find this on my computer? I mean, we're all savvy enough to like survive in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm personally a little bit jealous about these kids because they're going to be so much more advanced than I ever was at their age. You know, Damn. like I, I remember I was trying so hard in college to, find a way to have one central area that I could save my reports and everything to so that I wouldn't have to carry a stupid USB drive yeah. that I would lose all the time and have to drive all the way to the east side, like 40 minutes because I forgot my stupid, like, you know, USB. 
now you just leave it in the cloud and oh shit i forgot my i forgot mm-hmm. to print it out now yeah. you just go or you just send it as a link or whatever but it's yeah it's, it's crazy how fast this world is changing man in just the past 10 years you know it's it's insane like um it really is um so on a like on a very different subject like well actually like within the re- within the relation of our conversation as a whole i like two words that came to mind like when i was doing like preparing questions for you guys and like reflecting on like our friendships and relationships over the years two words came to mind when i thought of you both i thought of perseverance and drive and um because both of you have a have like I'm going to use Kobe Bryant as an example. Mamba mentality. You guys have the Mamba mentality straight up in, in your own uh, respective fields. You know, you all, you guys really do. And you guys know I'm a Kobe fan, so I have to give a shout out to Kobe. Um, and so, um, you know, Ivan has had his, 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 is all about the working out life too. And so are you, Michael. Like, um, I remember in, in uh, college that both of you guys were into fitness and, and changing your lifestyles and that too. So I want to know what definitely you, the black sheep <laughs> who come in with shaker bottles and tank tops while everyone else is in plaid, <laughs> but still rocking those bands. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I want to know, like, what do these two words, perseverance and drive, mean to you both, and how did they shape your identity? Um, you want to go first, Mike? Or uh, yeah, I mean, I think for me that that drive and perseverance comes with, I guess, a North star, which for me is freedom. Like that's always been my, my North star where I don't really know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what circumstances are going to help me solve those problems. But like for Ivan, I know he had a lot of goals and I I sent him a, you know, a a long voice message the other day, just to kind of give him a shout out about how I knew he had these certain goals and like milestones in his life that he had always talked about since I met him. And now just in the past year, he's hit like almost all of them. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's making some big moves because those were his, you know, like basically North Star kind of like end goal or at least bigger goals in life. Um, for me, it's freedom. And I think holding on to the, the goal and not getting so romantic about how I get there mm-hmm. is what, where the perseverance comes in because uh, it's very easy to get romantic about the process Mm-hmm. and not about the solution you know and um i've adapted i mean just in the past 10 years at least four or five times uh personally in my business uh just in the way that i do things i i'm just not romantic about how i get there i just need to get there and mm-hmm. that perseverance is me just adapting and adjusting and pivoting going back to your your kobe reference you know just you got to keep pivoting mm-hmm. yeah yeah i uh, me, I, I, I think it's like you just have to, you have to really fall in love with the process, man. I mean, your, your, your drive and your perseverance, it's definitely, it's got to come from within. I, I've always been somebody too that, you know, I, I, you know, I could say that I guess it's, it's a flaw I have, but it's also just something that's just about my personality is that I always take everybody's opinion into consideration before I decide something. And sometimes I'll make a decision without people knowing anything. You know, I just kind of just do my own thing. And I think I've gotten better at doing that as I've gotten older, of just making a making a move without taking everybody's opinion. But because I kind of already know now at an older age, like what what people would think if I did this or what would people think if I did that, you know? And I and I do that because I value everybody's opinion. 
as a whole. I've always been somebody I like to think outside the box and I like to hear what other people think because sometimes, you know, hey, I might be a little bit irrational about what I'm about to do because I, I, I'm just, you know, I get like uh, Mike was saying, I get too like in love with an idea and then I don't want to, you know, not do it, you know. Um, but it's just like, you know, I was saying the, the process of, of having that end goal and knowing that there's going to be a lot of failure on the way and there's going to be a lot of doubts. There's going to be a lot of people there to tell you, just stop, man, just, just leave it alone. Like it's not working out for you. There's a lot of um, haters along the way too, man. I mean, I, I, I know there's two, like, I mean, I, I, I really like to think that, that everybody, you know, has a, a love for, for everybody, but that's but truthfully, that's just not the fact, man. I mean, there's even people that you think are on your team and they're really not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just you have to be able to get through those growing pains and and humps without mm-hmm. the fact that your closest friend may not be on your side on that thing, or your you know your furthest friend might be the one that thinks that's the best thing for you, you know. And um, you know, like uh, it, it, it just it, it it's such a hard thing, I think, for lots of even right now. I, I teach kids this to to understand that they need to build that leather skin now because society is not always, always the best. Like, um, it, it we're just, yeah, it's just like, you know, you're going to get told no, people yeah. are going to just tell you no, you know, you're going to, you're going to do something and not everybody's going to like that. You did it. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to try something different and your friend might get mad because you did it better than them. Mm. You're going to have family members that are going to just disappear from your life that you grew up with. And they were expecting you to be what you were expecting them to be with you your whole life. And then, you know, it changes, man. And you have to keep your drive and your perseverance in that direction is, you know what? I'm going to get there. Doesn't matter who's with me or who's not with me. But I know me as a, a person. I'm very thankful that I have a lot of people still with me that were there from the very beginning, you know, like you and Mike, you guys have been there since day one, man. I've known you guys through everything I've been through, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, you know, it, it just, I mean, and I had to, I had to do something too, to, to like kind of like remind myself that I was capable of doing something without, without, with, like I did a bodybuilding show last week, man. I mean, last year. <laughs> like, dang, no. this week too, bro? Yeah, no, no, no. no. I won't do that again. But no, I, needed that. I needed to do that to, it wasn't for anybody but me, man. It wasn't for fame. It wasn't to, like, get recognized. It wasn't because I wanted people to be like, oh, man, look at me. Like, that's not why I did it, dude. I did it because I was going through something, and I needed to to prove to myself that I was still that mentally strong person mm-hmm. and that I could do anything, man. I want to just like stop right now and just say, you know what? I'm going to prep for another bodybuilding show. I could do that because and, I, I've done it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what I think? Was, oh, go ahead, dude. Sorry. No, and it's just for me, you know, I, I think people misinterpret those kinds of things in your in your life when you go and do something crazy. Like my father was not supportive at all of that, man. My, my dad was completely against the idea of that, mm-hmm. you know? My mother was like, I think that's something you need to go and do. My sister was like, that's something you need to go and do. I had a lot of friends that were just like, do you really, like, I mean, what's, what are you getting out of that? Mm-hmm. You're not going to get any money out of it. Like, you know, and again, it wasn't for money. It wasn't for fame. It was just pushing myself to an extreme that 5% of the population can do, man. 
Mm-hmm. And for me, that was just something that I needed to do for myself. And also, hey, man, I, when I did it, I got through it. I brought back my medals to my classroom and I was like, that's what hard work gets you guys. Definitely. You know, like that's that's what not listening to anybody. That's what just you versus you. That's that whole, you know, we hear it all the time. Like people hashtag it all the time. You versus you strive for greatness. And you got all these kinds of things coming out. But it's like, how many people are actually really doing that, man? Definitely. How many people actually put put the 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 wheels in motion to make it happen? You know, yeah, and that's, that's what we have to do. You have to have that deal and nothing's going to stop you. Yeah. And I was thinking like we, I think in all our professions, we have to uh, destigmatize this idea of failure and rejection because in all our professions, we're going to get that, you know, failure and rejection, you know, and, and as educators, like um, we have to, we have to also t- teach this and mentor our students this too, that failure is an option and that's okay. But if you're going to fail, learn to pick yourself up in the process to get better and learn from this experience. You know, these are all things that we've had to encounter. And this is something we've talked about in our conversation today. And, you know, it's okay to fail, but it's okay, but learn from this failure and get better from it. Right. Okay. So my final question to you guys, what are some goals that you find that you have for yourself, like in the next coming years? Um, let's see. Do, do you have any in mind right now off the bat, Ivan? Oh, man. I've been, uh, not to gloat or anything, but I, 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 like you were kind of saying, like, I've been kicking a lot of butt this year, man. Okay? <laughs> like, I'm pretty, pretty content. Like, I mean, it, I wouldn't say that it wasn't one of my goals to become teacher of the year, but I just wanted to make my presence known. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it was like that. That I wanted the school to know. I wanted the community to know. I wanted the district to know. Like, yo, I'm I'm here to stay, man. This is this is me. This is what I'm gonna do. And me being that, I was very blessed, you know, to have the faculty and staff like just put me in that that you know a spotlight for a bit, just to let you know, I guess, let it sit, settle in to me too. Is just know that, yeah, we know you're here, man. We know you're you're trying hard. You know you're working hard and you're you're doing that. I I, I thought that was really really you know really humbled by that. Um, getting a house was something that I'd been planning a long time. Um, this year, you know, blessed it happened. You know, um, I I wanted to be in the in the position where I'd be with somebody. You know, married one day. I, you know, I got engaged recently. I mean, that that too is is one of my biggest blessings right now. I mean, I seriously I don't know how I got this far without her. Really, like I mean, she's she's an amazing human being, um, and. Now it's like, I, I still want to succeed. I want to get these uh, young guys in a position to where they feel like they're competitive again, because I feel like, you know, sometimes the Valley kids get counted out and I don't want them to be ever counted out. I want them to feel like they can still compete. And that's what my goal is to maybe sports and art wise, you know, get these kids to a point where their names in the conversation a lot more than it is right now. And, um, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe in a few years, I don't know when, but you know, it would be cool to, to somehow finally have an offspring, you know, like finally, finally start the, 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 another Hulk, God, please, boy, you know, with a girl, like that. <laughs> <laughs> the toughest girl that the world ever saw. Hulk, <laughs> yeah. She-Hulk. The, the real She-Hulk comes out, man. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, really, yeah, man. I mean, maybe a few more vacations once this whole Corona thing uh, gets out. But 
I, I truthfully, I feel like I've, you know, really where I'm at right now, I, I'm, I'm really happy where I made it, man. I really am. That's what's up, man. Mike, what's up? Uh, so, I mean, mine goes back to my ultimate goal, right? It's, it's all about freedom. So if you hear my dog in the background, it sounds like a pig. But, um, you know, like right now, moving to Phoenix, this was a very big step into me getting to that next level mm-hmm. where my goal is one, to be financially free. And I, I've never been a very, I've never been a superficial or luxurious type of guy. Mm-hmm. I just want to know that I don't have to worry about something and then move on to the next thing I want to worry about, right? So it's it's interesting, but this is a means to an end. This is going to get me to a point where I'm comfortable in life financially, but then it's also going to give me the fuel to start building some other projects that are more on the passion side, but also business-oriented, which is I want to eventually open a comedy club, and I want to have a, a media network, uh, which is basically like a let's just call it like a Netflix type um, platform where we produce our own content, whether it's podcasts, whether it's short films, uh, TV shows, whatever, maybe those will get bought out by bigger businesses like Hulu, HBO, whatever. But I I want to be someone that is a catalyst for creatives specifically. I love comedy. So I'm a huge like comedy nerd. So anywhere in the comedy realm, I want to help comedians get found. Um, I want to help artists that let's just say would never have had the opportunities to go up the chains because they don't have the connections. Like let's say a a filmmaker or uh, even performance artists or just people that, that now we have these tools that have never made it easier to be found. And I want to use those tools to help people get found and, and make a living off of their craft and actually make some moves. So once this part of my life is kind of like solidified and I'm in a good spot, it's going to start transitioning over into that, that lifestyle. That's awesome. I think that's a really cool idea, by the way. I think that's super dope. Um, And I think it has a lot of potential, bro. I think. I hope so. uh, And I think that like for both of you guys, the moves that you have made and the, the paths that we've all taken together, you know, um, we're just kind of, we're just going to be constantly growing together and, I'm I'm happy to say that I know you guys and I'm very blessed to say that I know you guys and I'm very happy for the past that you all have now reached, you know. I'm really happy for both of you and the success that you all have had. And um with that being said, like uh, to to wrap the episode up, um is there anything you guys want to like uh plug, mention or uh give a shout out to or anything like that? Or how can people find your, uh, like, more information on you, especially, like, for, for Mike? Like, how can more people find about, out about your business and maybe want to reach you for uh, maybe some uh, inquiries? Yeah, if you just add me on, on Instagram, that's going to be my hub of information. Uh, Mike.Empire is my username. And you'll see my, the link to my podcast. You'll see the link to my websites and everything that I'm working on. Very cool. Ivan? I think I'm gonna just go with a couple of shout outs, man, just because it's like we're here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I gotta say, you know, thanks to my my parents. They're, you know, if it wasn't for that tough love, I definitely wouldn't have made it as far as I've made it. Um, my sister, my best friend, I mean, she's just she's had my back since we were little, man, and you know, I love her to death. Um, all my my friends that you know have had my back I, you know you're like my brothers you're you're more than just friends to me you're my real you know your family and um you know karen my my fiance i mean man 
biggest, best thing that's ever happened to me, uh, truthfully. And uh, everybody else said, you know, <laughs> if you still don't like me, you still, <laughs> you still think that that I can do it, I'm still doing it, man. And thank you, too. Thank you. I appreciate you more. Thank you. That's <laughs> Shout out to the haters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, also, it's true. It's true. Because without them, you know, they, they're fuel for the fire. Definitely. I like to think that. That's true. Um, so with that being said, guys, thanks so much. It was great to catch up with you guys and to uh, just have a con- have these awesome conversations together. And um, I can't wait to see what other things you guys are, are going to do because you're already on that path to greatness and just keep being legendary straight up. Thank you for having us, man. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers. Again, thank you so much, Ivan and Michael, for being guests on this week's Academics on Amigos. It was a pleasure talking to you both and to just catch up again with you guys. It was really, really awesome. Um, be sure to follow Michael at his Instagram page, at Mike, period, Empire. And also be sure to check out his uh, marketing group, which is called Digital Empire Marketing, which is uh, www.digitalempiremrkt.com. Uh, the link will be in the description below. Okay. And be sure to follow everything of Academics on Amigos on uh, social media. And be sure to check out www.arramirez.com slash Academics on Amigos to hear each and every one of these episodes. Until next time, my friends, be cool and stay awesome. Peace.